0: This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Check
1: it out. Hey guys, Josh here. Just a quick plug from our sponsor, Exalto Holistic Hub. They're going to be running a transformational breathwork session on August thirteenth at six thirty pm. at Exalto is the Change Your State workshop, which Alish and I have had many to do with. Highly recommend if anyone looking to delve into the breathwork. And as Jordan would say, get high on your own supply. Link is in the Exalto bio and we'll also put it in ours too. Enjoy. Welcome to episode four, of season three. I had to look at Ailish <laughs> then with a confused look on my face. <laughs> Welcome to episode four, season two of Humong Beings podcast. Uh, it's Josh sitting alongside Ailish. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and beside us is the lovely Nicole Kagakis. How are you?
0: I'm good. Really good.
1: That's good. Um, now we've both dealt with Nicole, um, doing breath rebirthing, which I'm sure is something we'll touch on during this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Nicole, you want to give the listeners a bit of a rundown of, um, who you are and what you specialize in? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Still, still working hard. That's just so like constantly evolving and changing. Like what I do. I always find it really hard to like pinpoint what it is. Yeah. 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 This is what it is. (laughs) Um, I do teach yoga. I've done that for a really long time now, practiced. I teach less than I've ever taught before, Mm. um, and that feels good too. I practice more than I have for years, so that feels good, teaching less. Mm. Um, But look, all of my work feels centered around um, the human experience, the body, Mm. the mind, the emotional experience communication between us (laughs) as humans like this has fascinated me for a really long time and I guess I wasn't really taught young that this is something you could make a life around like it always had a label it's like oh you have to go and study psychology or you study this whereas mine was just such an open fascination so it's been awesome over all these years to just kind of collect tools and study and Mm. experiences and be able to kind of now work in this like just field of human fascination in all different ways. So, yeah, so I work with breath work, with movement, um, yeah, just with really supporting people
3: wherever they're at.
0: Mm.
3: Seems to make more sense, like when you word it like that. Doesn't it just? Yeah. Oh, I'm like, you do things to do with the human experience. It's like, but everyone thinks you have to learn something. It's like, well, you're a human experiencing every day. It's yes. like surely that that human experience is going to teach you so much about the general human experience too. Oh, so much.
0: And I really, you know, there have been times in my life where I've like, you know, been crushed by some of the choices that I've made. But now, wow, they're just like such gold that I get to, you know, weave into my practice and mm. how yeah. you know, I support people. Not at the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's interesting you like explain that you you love helping people with the human experience because that's one thing I know you've done for myself personally and I know Ailish has experienced the same thing like I remember when I first came to you I was talking with Jordan and Nicola and I said to them that you know I felt like I was about to have a breakthrough but there was a wall there and then they said go do a breath rebirthing with Nicole and I'm like what's that and they said look we we don't know how to explain it to you. you just need to go do it and I remember leaving that session with you I remember coming back when you brought me back and I sat there and I was a bit like, like speechless at the time and I didn't know what was going on. You were,
0: you were just like kind of speechless and weird laughing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going on and um, but we'll get to those experiences later but I noticed that from that experience with you, my whole experience on life was, was changing very quickly um, which then led to my second breath rebirthing with you and then since then it has evolved, my life has evolved since then too. Um, You're so yeah, deep
3: in the breath work now. <laughs> oh, now I'm deep into the breath
1: work. Yeah, my cousin called me Josh Hoff the other day, oh, <laughs> and I said that's not compliment. catching. That I know, but I was like, no, nah, I can't stick. So, but what got you into? So, can you explain? Because this is one thing that we were talking about last night when we had dinner before we did this podcast is for the listeners, what is a breath rebirthing?
0: Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> so interestingly, I don't use rebirthing anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. All my first mentors are all rebirthers and mm. like learnt in that lineage. And actually, all three teachers have been direct students of Leonard Orr, who sort of started rebirthing. But there's some stuff in there that just doesn't sit quite right with me mm. over time. Just mm. more like philosophical bits, the practice totally. So I still share the, the actual technique is exactly the same as yeah. rebirthing. But, yeah, a breath – I'm just calling it conscious connected breath work at the moment. Not like that. Yeah, because so, that better. is the technique. Yeah. Um, so this is – do you mean like describe like a session?
1: Um, yeah, like well, I guess for me because like I know we were talking last night, it would be, it'd be really cool to explain our – go into a little bit of detail about our experiences because I speak quite openly with, about this with people that ask me and I say to them both, both the times that I've done – Um, the conscious breathing with you is I've um, met with a deity in like another dimension realm, whatever you wanted to explain it as. But since then I've actually experienced the same deity two more times outside of the um, sessions with you. And so, yeah, I just want to get a bit of a, for myself as well as the listeners, a bit more of an idea of, yeah, what, what the technique does and the fact that like you see guides, you deal with guides during these times as well, which I find really interesting yeah, that's um, like a whole separate thing. Yeah. I
0: was like, going, I'm driving here today going, please don't ask me about that. Please <laughs> don't ask me about that. <laughs> oh last night, Josh was oh, I'm going to ask her about
1: this. I was on, on Gaia so last night, thing. like watching all these things about the Arcturians and the ladies. That, that,
0: that's so funny because, yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking, don't ask me that. Oh, man. And then you've gone, is there anything we can't ask you? I'm like, no, ask
3: me anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, and now I'm like sweating. <laughs> In my
1: own words. Damn it.
3: I guess um, like because. I think obviously I've done it with you now and I guess a lot of people would probably be thinking, and I actually was before I spoke to Josh about it, like what is a rebirth and like what does this conscious connected breath do to your body? Yeah, cool. We can talk about
0: that. Mm. So I don't enjoy talking about it from a scientific point of view. Mm. Somebody else would like – enjoy that a lot more, talking about, like, sort of the neuroscience of it. Yeah, and this is where right. the oxygen goes. Bio- yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that conversation is important yeah. and it's not, it's not an interesting one for me yeah. to have because, you know, I love speaking in lots of different languages. They're all English mm. but they're, like, from lots of different perspectives. Mm. But the one that kind of deals with, I guess, the, the unconscious, mm. like the personal unconscious and the collective unconscious, that interests me way more like that feels really tangible for all of us yeah because we can all really relate to that language science is great for the people who are interested in that and that's a awesome language to kind of bring maybe other people into breath work that may not have been so yeah. interested in the discussion around either sort of like spiritual psychology but that's the part that really interests me so yeah. from that perspective conscious connected breath work um really opens up, I've been describing to a lot of my clients lately that I see this like what I see it, like everything's imagery to me, like a swinging door. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely a swinging door that definitely doesn't have a latch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it's going to be able to like – sort of move really, really freely. Freely, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I listened to a little bit of your, maybe it was the last podcast with someone called Zane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to a little bit of that and I'm like, oh, he's just like talking about what I might talk about, which is really <laughs> great for everyone listening. Yeah, so <laughs> a carry-on effect, yeah, perfect. Yeah, like, you know, learning through repetition. But this, um, he called it the automatic mind, but yeah. this unconscious, subconscious, different, these. there's a lot in there personally obviously that we throw in there and there's a lot that's been thrown in there for a very long time collectively that'll speak to the kind of the guides thing for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah this unconscious doorway and in this unconscious doorway you know we hold everything that we don't have to think about like to walk i need to put my left foot in front of my right foot yeah my left foot <laughs> to breathe i have to inhale
1: then exhale yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: luckily <laughs> there's a whole bunch of stuff that can just hang out in there yeah And, of course, the other stuff that we throw in there is anything that we weren't able to process Mm -hmm. that was too much for us, Mm -hmm. too hard, too intense, unfinished cycles of activation in the body due to life's experiences and traumas through the doorway. Mm -hmm. Parts of ourselves that weren't held with reverence, respect, appreciation, validation and holding from other people. So, oh, you know, don't be angry. Anger gets chucked in the doorway. (laughs) See ya. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, that's a silly idea. Creativity and innovation gets thrown behind the doorway. Mm. I'm not that. You know, so all these things get thrown in there. So, you know... Incredible aspects of ourselves and really hard things, and of course, we've made meaning along the way as to why we're throwing it back there. So, mm. all the meanings as to why that these ideas about ourselves. Mm. So, is that like what, a survival thing? Do you, it's totally survival, yeah. It's totally survival. You're trying and to fit in, right? The most intelligent smartest thing that we could do in that moment yeah. was to bury that part of ourselves and discover some incredibly intelligent protective mechanism to deal with it. Dissociate, mm. people please, whatever it was, mm. sense of humor. I think I heard you. Oh no, no. that Zane. Was guy, Zane. Zane was talking yeah. about, yeah. You know, whatever it is that we need to do to kind of get by in that moment and feel a sense of love, safety, belonging, mm. whatever we had to do. So we chuck it all there, but anything that's unresolved, like unresolved energy of trauma, situations, stories, or any um, unrealized part of ourself, mm-hmm. sort of disclaimed part of ourself, it wants to come out through that swinging doorway and come back into conscious awareness. Mm. So I just kind of see that it's like putting this pressure on this doorway. Yeah. And then our protective mechanisms are on the other side of the swinging door. Pushing back <laughs> against it. Pushing yeah. <laughs> back against it. Yeah. This is this, this tension, this disease, and everything is drawing our attention to come to that doorway. The people we choose to hang out with, the yeah. relationships, the choices. If we're still not paying attention, maybe illness, disease, yeah, the mm-hmm. situations that we get ourselves, everything's pointing to us to go, hey, there's a doorway. Mm. And there's some stuff you've got to really work out. And, like, I just see this as this isn't right or wrong. This is just this is just a human experience yeah. to me. You can't avoid this either. It's like, rediscovering. Like, you know, I'm a parent. I'm like, how do I stop my kids having stuff in the doorway? And <laughs> <I> just like, <laughs> Just no. hold it wider. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> you know, so you just good. hope that they have to chuck a little less behind it. Yeah. yeah. You know, through some more kind of conscious parenting. But... That's that's a process.
3: I guess yes. even just them having the knowledge through you that there is a doorway. This is massive. It. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, the, the, the,
1: the early education on it, the awareness yeah. from an earlier age. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So breathwork is this incredible opportunity. These sessions where there is this, I guess, overflow of energy in the body with consciousness attached to it. Mm-hmm. This consciousness of energy that starts to move towards these doorways. And then as it gets closer to the doorway, so both of you might have experienced this, and it gets closer and it gets closer, the protective mechanisms are going to start to, like, throw a whole lot of shit forward so you don't get close to that door. The blockages. Fall asleep, control the exhale, start to force the breath, Mm. start to fidget, all those things, they start to really kind of show forth. Mm. And then that's where the guidance helps. You've got, like, a co-regulating supportive anchor in me. Mm -hmm. Just pointing out those protective mechanisms. Okay, you've started to like fall asleep now. I was
1: going to say, this just flashes me straight back to mine where you're like, (laughs) Josh, you've got to slow your breathing down. Yeah. All right, you're holding your breath now. (laughs) Yeah, you're falling asleep. And all is is exactly what I went through when I did mine.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) And these are the ways that like you can't force your way through that swinging door because Mm. it's a matter of safety. The, the stuff behind the door is there for that feeling of like almost like survival. Yeah. So force. It's like I always say to people. It's like if you had a friend who was behind a door who was like really suffering, and you went up to the door and <laughs> smashed on the door and went, "Hey, let me in. I'm here to help. I really want to help you." <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <"Whoa." laughs> Put the extra latch on. Yeah, on yeah. The yeah. Door. <laughs> You know, it's about, like, coming to it slowly, Mm. yeah? And, like, you know, I've been studying trauma in the nervous system a lot the last few years especially, and I'm starting to really appreciate that really a lot of our healing is in very slow, small, digestible steps that Mm -hmm. we can integrate. Like, that's where true long-lasting change comes. Yeah. So this breath comes, and then I'm there kind of guiding you to try and find these moments of relaxation with the exhale. These moments but still stay with this continuous meeting and moving towards the door. But these moments of relaxation and there's enough co-regulation and support with the person outside. So it's you, it's you healing or working with you, but that anchor. And then with the moments of relaxation where that protective mechanism goes, maybe we're safe. Mm. Mm. <laughs> maybe we're okay in this moment. Maybe. I could just let go and then this whatever is behind that particular swinging door, we're full of them for the day, just emerges Mm. to be experienced in – you could maybe even speak to your experiences in an
3: interesting way. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's not like it just comes out. It's like, hi. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't come
0: out with like clear meaning necessarily. It's not like – Hello, I'm that time when you were like three and a half, where you, but sometimes it does. Mm. You know
1: what's funny about that? Remember the first time I came to you, you said to me, there's something that happened in your four-year-old self that you've been hiding away for so long. Um, I'll go into it with you off the podcast because it's something that I haven't even spoken to my family about, but it came to me two and a half or three months ago when I was with Alicia at a community circle and we were talking about it and it just dropped. I went, holy shit, this is what Nicole was telling me about from when I was four. I remember the exact situation, the exact trauma that happened. And I was like, whoa, it's been a year, like nearly a year since I've seen you, and now I'm able to shift that. Yeah, It's crazy. Yeah. But you knew that from the moment you met me. Like something happened when you were around the age of four, and I was like, huh? And then I figured it out what it is a year later just from, you know, just going through the motions of it all. Yeah. It's like so that interesting. awareness
3: too. I guess it's like um, when you ask – That's so cool to think about. It's like almost asking a question and it's like the answer will eventually come, but it doesn't necessarily have to be right. Right there and then. And it is for like your first or second time. Like I'd never done breath work before, but it was so cool to just watch myself and like I didn't have any real big expectation of like, oh, I'm going to unlock this thing. It was like (laughs) cool to just go in with an open mind and be like, oh wow, there's this whole other part of my existence that I've never really been able to get to, you know, or like just see.
0: T- totally. And mm. there's so many people, it's not the stuff behind the swinging door that's just so like such a revelation for them. It's the protective mechanism. Mm. Like, yeah. I'll be like, wow, you're up to your third session and you're still falling asleep all the time. Yeah. Um, so tell me, like is checking out, dissociating, isolating – is, is that something that you're seeing in your life or have seen? And then they'll suddenly go, oh, shit. Pain <laughs> drop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, since I was a kid, like things were rough in the house and I'd go to my room and I'd enter some kind of like fairyland. I'd start drawing, I'd make characters. And mm. not that, that like the, how beautiful, mm. how beautiful, like, you know, a certain aspect of their creativity emerge to help support them yeah but of course you know you get older and dissociating separating from the body separating from experience Mm. isn't serving you anymore yeah and so the time comes to kind of reclaim your ability and your capacity to be with some of the harder things that we have to learn how to be with oh Mm
2: -hmm. yeah definitely it's really
3: cool it's just good yeah it's it's amazing to have that awareness and like you're saying it's that that reclamation as you get older it's like I guess for some people be so scary but it's like such a beautiful thing to like find yourself again and not that we were talking about this at like just before it's like people think they want to find their authentic self or it's like this struggle to you know I gotta heal so I can be whole but it's more like just reclaiming all of these parts of yourself that are already there but you've just kind time. close your being. eyes too because yeah. it's like they're there for a reason like all of these you know survival mechanisms they're beautiful because they've raised you almost you know totally. they've brought you to this yeah. moment mm-hmm. and it's like so many of us and it's normal like so many of us see those things or come in contact with those things like and i've had it before i'm like getting frustrated and I'm, in my head i'm like I don't think this is the necessary response to be having, but it's what I'm having. So, But it's that defense mechanism of – and then the awareness that goes with it that I'm like, oh, I don't actually hate that part of myself. And that's the thing. It's like that part of myself is not broken. And it's like amazing to go through these processes of breath work and, and reclamation and go, oh, my God, thank you. Like I love you. That's, like you've helped yeah. me. You you are me. Mm. And it's – I'm not broken. Like I'm whole. But the reason I feel broken is because I've like, neglected those parts of myself because I'm looking for acceptance through the outside world.
0: Totally. And I mean, that's pretty much the core of my work. Mm. Really? Like, I, would, I was thinking about that, like, turning up here today. I'm like, like what is the core of my work? Like, if, if somebody just said, you, you've only got like a sentence or two to say, like, <laughs> what do you want to help people with? Mm. I'm like oh (laughs) but it it feels like this idea of like curiosity and like radical acceptance and that's Mm. what I'm talking about a lot of the time um and you know in that acceptance like in acceptance is transformation and that's definitely at the heart of yogic tantric yogic teachings there that like acceptance comes comes first
3: yeah yeah
0: and then we've got choices so accepting all this like People call it like our inner family of characters or our inner council, like another Pixie yeah. Horse calls it the inner council. Like going, Oh, there's my perfectionist and there's my inner critic and you know, there's my joker and there's my like bossy teacher and like mm. just like welcoming that's I've definitely got the bossy. Teacher.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw Josh smile. <laughs> i'm always smiling Everyone loves a, good, a good bossy teacher yeah. <laughs> yeah and like
0: just like reclaiming all these pieces um yeah. and some of them have come up you know i can't even tell you like what is my authentic which one of those is my authentic self and which one is a protective mechanism i've like given up like trying to kind of like separate myself in those ways and just let it happen yeah. let it be and, and they're all just there they're mm. all just a part of me and i just like you know weird person having conversations inside my head, I'm sure you do it too. Yeah, absolutely. But I've been like – so I've been doing this new big project this year which has just been huge. And so the inner critic and perfectionist, man, (laughs) they've been louder than normal. Yeah, Yeah. I feel that. You know, because I'm challenging – The norms. I'm I'm challenging my my own norms, you know. Yeah, yeah. Things around um, discipline and things around consistency and things around actually – I use the word authority loosely here, but to be a teacher of teachers, you need to actually claim some level of authority Mm, in the subject so that you can get the material together. Yeah, yeah. And so that's just been like a a big fire. And so I'll go to bed at night time and, you know, the boogeymen come out in the dark. Yeah. So there's like the inner critic and the perfectionist going, you know, this manual that you're writing is not good enough or whatever. And I just, like, have these weird conversations in there going, okay, I see you. Mm. Yeah. Like, I'm hearing you and it makes sense. Like, you're really pushing the edge. And there's part of me that wants to write, like, the perfect manual. And then I just laugh at that person. I'm just like, you're so funny. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no such thing as a perfect manual. No, that's right. Mm. And so just, like... These inner conversations and the ability to hold all these parts of ourselves at the same time, mm. yeah, you know, and, like, that's a lot of the work that I'm doing too It's like, can we actually deal with, like, complexity mm. and, like, the paradoxical nature of ourselves? Like Live in the, harmony with it? Yeah, there's yeah. the part of me that's, like, super willing to write this manual and here's the part of me who's super terrified and mm. questioning it. And they're actually sometimes here at the same exact time. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got a choice as to which one I'm going to follow. But I yeah. can't fully ignore the other one. Yeah. Either. Mm. I've just got to like go, look, we've got I've got about three minutes for you. I'm going
1: to put you on the timer now. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
3: Give me your, like, complaints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll put
1: them in for review and then we'll deal with them later, yeah. <laughs> it's
3: good. It's it's so nice, too, because I guess in that sense, you don't neglect that part of yourself. Like, yeah, okay, you don't necessarily have to follow it, but it's, like, it's as important. And, yeah, it's like you're listening. It's like kind of what we were saying before, like when you feel something and you actually say it out loud, like, oh, okay. Like in that sense, it's like, okay, I can feel myself being in that perfectionist state and it's acknowledging it. So then it's not, it doesn't end up being that neglected bit at the door going, hello, Mm. like, and it becomes annoying, you know, And, and then that's when that power of that neglect almost brings that to the forefront of your mind a lot of the time and oh like totally that's where it's on.
0: informing from the unconscious mm-hmm. where we're not listening to it so the pressure on the door has to get louder and louder and louder mm. until we may unconsciously start believing that we're not good enough yeah or yeah that we're not ready you know whereas you bring it into consciousness you can actually have a discussion about it like what you were saying with the like the Gestalt therapy, the chairs, just, yeah. Yeah, about the chairs, like being able to actually have discussions with different aspects of yourself mm. and different perspectives. It's
3: so yeah. epic. Like when I did that, it was some, I'd never done anything like just that physical before, like in that sense, it was such like an emotional thing, but it was so physical. And I was like, Oh, I'm actually just chatting to myself and it's so funny because, like, I've spoken to a few people about, it and like, that is so weird. Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I just moved through those different components of myself, and it was the first time I'd seen them. Because, like you're saying, they're all there. Some are louder than others sometimes, but it was like the ability to fully just almost shine the spotlight on that one part and go, "Hello, like, all right, what have you got?" that I haven't been listening to, you know, it's like actually just listening to that part of yourself. It's like, well, well, I'm angry because when you did this, you told me that I was silly, you know, like it's all those things. Obviously not in that way, but it's (laughs) like, I just really open myself up. And it's so strange, like you're saying with the breath work, sometimes it comes up in ways that's like not very clear. And when I did that process, especially in my resistance self, you know, that person I am all the time, I was like, I'm always busy and I'm frustrated and, Oh, I'm impatient, and then it was actually – I got down to the crux of it and I was like, okay, all of these are just emotions on top of the thing I'm actually feeling, and I was like, I'm actually just scared all the time. So it's like if I'm busy or if I'm frustrated or if I'm impatient and I'm like, oh, I'm running out of time, we've got to do this, we've got to do this, it's like that busyness takes me away from the understanding that, oh, I'm actually just scared all the time. And Your it's like – Fear
0: and sadness are underneath, so – yeah our other
3: stuff and it was so powerful to just and you know that was just the first chair. <laughs> there was like there was three more after that but it was like the first time in my life that I'd really sat down with just myself and like song the woman I did it with she's like she just stood in the background and same thing as you like that anchor she's really holding that space for me and she's like I'm not doing anything apart from just supporting you here and she's like but It was funny the thing she said. She's like, I'll support you, but there's a point where I can push you off if you're not willing to go. And she's like, but it's not fun and it's not scary. So it's like what you're saying, you have to really ease into it because she's like, if you want that, I'll do it, but it's not going to be a good experience. And then you lose that compassion for yourself because it's like, fuck, I didn't want to see that. So when I did it myself and I came to that point of going literally out loud, like, oh, my God, I'm scared. And then I was like, I'm actually tired now, like, because I'm scared and because I'm so busy, I'm so tired. And it was the first time I'd really, yeah, in my life gone. I acknowledged that part of myself as not being bad. Yeah. And it was so empowering and then going through that whole process. And I just never realised that how that felt. Like everyone talks about like healing and doing all these things. And it's like, oh, I'm not whole and I need to heal. and I need to find this part and I need to wake it up and then get it out the way. It's like all of those parts of yourself – Are so important, and it's so empowering to just collect them. Like, Like, oh god, it's so much more about
0: collecting than letting go. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, I have people come to me and go, "Oh, I'm so ready to like let go of my past." I'm like, "Ugh." (laughs) 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 All right, let's start there. (laughs) (laughs) Where Where is this stuff gonna go? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Where are you meant to put it? Where's it gonna like 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 experience? forms us and shapes us Mm. so much so and so you know transmutation or um, yeah transmutation is like a much better idea than like letting go it's like Mm. something that is that was unconscious and that was like perceived by you know the ego to be so unsafe and so painful that you can't go there can be become something that you actually have the capacity for you can sit yeah. in the fire of that grief or that pain and mm. then you realize as an adult that you can do that and then you know there is this feeling after that of like
1: expansion
0: yeah of like a bliss or relaxation or expansion of your own capacity mm. And so that you know that you can, like, do hard things mm. and, you know, that that intrinsically changes you and then that story becomes something that you can share with your, you know, clients and your children and mm. your friends to be, like, the gathering of wisdom. Yeah. You know, empowering. and, like, that, that, that's where I go. And so I don't even focus on the word release, which a lot of people in breath work do at the moment. Come and release your stuff. And I'm yeah. like – Release.
1: release it where? <laughs> yeah, but
0: again, release sometimes. So true. <laughs> sometimes release does happen in the terms of like emotional release. Yeah, yeah. So release is definitely one of the possibilities, but it's not like the aim. Like the aim isn't release. Mm. The the aim is acceptance. Yeah. And with that acceptance, sometimes there's release, and sometimes there's um, reframing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people get to see
1: in a different perspective. Yeah,
0: exactly. That actually happens more than release yeah actually i mean it's a form of release but it's just experienced differently it may not have a lot of catharsis yeah like it may not have like epic crying and shaking for 15 minutes you know it might just have tremors or a lot of energy or some tightness in a left hand Mm. that suddenly in that reframe relaxes And that reframe is like really, really powerful. Mm. And sometimes it's like an unconscious reconciliation on a non-verbal level. Mm. So this is the stuff that our thinking mind doesn't love. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on. (laughs) It's not as cool story to tell your friends after your breath work. It's just like, you know, it's just like, Okay, so I got really, really hot. Oh, I this got, is ringing so true. Then I got really cold and then my left leg spasmed for a second. Then I got worried but I don't know what about and then I felt good. And, like, <laughs> and it's just like, so what does it all mean? I don't know. And like that yeah. can be really hard for that part of ourselves that loves to know for certain, Mm. to categorise, to have a cool story. But so much of our experience is nonverbal. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's happening in the body? Like, you know, what's happening in the body? What images are we taking in subliminally? And so, like, breathwork works with a lot of release of the nonverbal, the real kind of somatic information. And actually the best thing is, is that we don't need to know Mm. to heal. Mm. We don't need to know to let go and move forward but people say afterwards, like, the weird thing is I felt like I let go of something even though I have no idea what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's like,
3: <laughs> we don't always need to know. It's so, that's so powerful. Like I've done, it's so funny. Like I've done so many breath work, just small things now. Like obviously the Sunday session with Cool To Be Conscious and then an Exalto with you, a few other things. And it's like, yeah, sometimes people are like, oh, what was it like this time? And I'm like... And in me trying to explain it, I can feel myself going, oh, I'm actually losing the essence of what this actually felt like. The power of it, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, like, really trying to make it a system. And like, oh, but I really want to try. Like, what? Like, And it's almost like this, oh, I've got to tell you that I've had this amazing experience so that you can have this amazing experience. Mm. And it's been reciprocated to me, too. It's like, oh, I had the craziest vision in breath work. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what was it? And then, like, the person was trying to explain it, and I was like... And I could see in his eyes, like, oh, it was at the, um, uh, what was the, what was the Exalto breathwork thing? Change right? of state. Change of state. Yeah. And it was like, oh, th- I think this happened. And then I think, oh, maybe that actually didn't happen. And I was like trying <laughs> to recite a dream. And I was like, hey, man, like, it's so fine. It's exactly you do not like reciting t- a dream. It yeah, is, yeah, hey. Like, you don't have to tell me. And he's like, the more I try and tell you, the, the more it goes see. away. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, like a dream. And it's like. You know, don't really understand everything that happens in your dreams. Yeah. And sometimes it really doesn't make sense. But it's that same thing with breathwork visions or experiences or whatever it is. It's like trying to grasp all those things and be like, oh, my
0: God. Yeah, you just describing it every know what morning. I what it is. Every morning go for, like, morning,
3: our yeah. morning coffee
0: and cards. We sit on the floor every morning. I'm, like, always trying to tell Dan my dreams. <laughs> like, yeah. And then – and I'm like listening to myself, going, "This sounds really dumb," and it was. <laughs> yeah. So, and I can't recall any of it, it's and it's so just funny. like I'm trying to grasp it. While I was in it, it was so, you know, like I could feel the potency, and that's what I'm sharing yeah. with clients all the time. Is like less meaning making, less perfect recall. How did it make you feel? Yeah. How did it make you it's feel? Time
3: too, you yeah. know, like time. And this is such a funny thing I've been speaking about with people. It's like time being such a big construct of our society. When you're reciting or trying to recite those dreams or those breathwork experiences, you tr- it's almost like to, in order to explain it to someone, it needs to have an essence of time. So you can be like, I started here and I ended here. Because it's just yeah. like a
1: storyline, right? Yeah, but it's it almost linear. It doesn't,
3: right. you know, it can ha- a dream happens in what, like the last minute of you sleeping and it's like sometimes in breathwork, you're like, I don't even know how long that was, you know, but it's like yeah. you try and attach this time and that also almost makes it really confusing like, oh, I don't. Did I start there, or did that? Well, because happen time's not a construct
1: that? within the within mm, the experience.
3: Right? It's like that yeah. non-verbal time is a verbal thing. It helps us explain. Time is a
0: verbal thing. Yeah, it's like that frontal lobe kind yeah. of. Kind it of helps part. us explain things. Yeah, def- yeah. De- definitely, it's it's there. Whereas. Um, Like I say that to people in the breath work all the time. I'm like, I'm not going to give you. Like, I'm not going to go. You're at the half hour mark. You know, (laughs) you should be here. Yeah, Yeah. because I don't want you to have a concept of time in there because Mm. you're going to those other aspects of self that are non-linear. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, even like I'll explain that some of the visions that you see in there, they're like, is that a memory? Is it not a memory? And I'm like, you know what? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because in that nonlinear space, we will actually – I love the psyche – we will draw together whatever we need in the unconscious to make sense – in our healing and our moving forward. Mm. So we'll, like, take a bit of a memory and, like, but we'll put on a costume from a movie that we once saw because that's really cool and we want to (laughs) be that character in this memory. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll bring, you know, in a part of our adult selves through that perspective and we'll put it together into this, like, gestalt, into this, like, new image Mm. that is perfectly set up for us to digest the experience and move forward. I mean, like, that just... They're so just cool. At, yeah, just, yeah, that's yeah. So, so cool. Yeah, that just makes me go, wow. Yeah. That so freaking incredible. And mm. I love not even capturing the how does this work, my work work. Mm. Yeah. You know, because of this, it's just like, I don't know how to explain that. Because every experience okay. is different. Every, I don't even yeah. Why do we to explain, like, try to learn how to explain how we do that? Yeah. I'd rather just tell people that this is one of the th- things that we do. Mm. Yeah. This is one of the things that happens. Yeah. It might be one of the things that you experience. Yeah. And the
3: coolest thing is you don't have to learn how to do it. <laughs> that's so cool. Just get out of the bloody way. Yeah. That's it.
0: Mm. Get out of the way. And like, that's what we're doing in breath work. We're just kind of getting out of our own way. It's a so little bit cool. mm. opening up to what is really there and really wants to be recognized mm. and acknowledged. Yeah. yeah. I've
1: noticed with a lot of my breath work, especially when I take it deeper on just like a one-on-one level, like I find, especially when I'm in nature doing a lot of deep breath work, um, the one thing that keeps coming to my, um, to my psyche is like surrender. Like the word surrender comes up a lot. Mm. Um, when i went to Fraser Island with Alicia for my birthday, we did some breath work around it. Like. I'm not going to say a fire, but we had a lit object there because fires are illegal in Fraser. (laughs) And um, it was in a brasserie. Anyway, we did the breath work and I just started crying, like broke down crying. I was wearing my grandfather's jumper and she's like, oh, I can sense an old soul beside you. And then as soon as she said that, I broke. Mm. And then I just ran down in front of the moon and just like broke down and surrendered. I was like, whoa, how come every time I go deep with my breath work it's just calling me to surrender more? Then the more that I do surrender... I think it's what I was talking about. Then I start living more in alignment with my design. Life just seems so much more enjoyable and easy.
3: Mm. Do you think it's because you let go of that, um, like what we're talking about, it's like when you surrender, it's, you're letting go of that desire to know. Like that desire yeah. to really figure it out. Yeah, I
1: think that's what it is. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, yeah, I, you, I would be searching for, or what does this mean, or what am I meant to get out of this, rather than mm. just surrendering and going, what will be, will be, let this play out as exactly how it's meant to. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's
1: yeah. when I find the most growth and yeah. understanding from when I when I do take that stance, be like, you know what? <sighs> Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's like a... Moment to moment acceptance. Yeah. Like that's what we're working with. Moment to moment acceptance. It's very hard to do day to day and everywhere we are. Like, we're just like gripping, gripping for certainty and control. Mm. And that makes sense because it makes us feel safe. Safe,
1: security, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, but the more that we can do these things really supported, you know, breath work, all the other works, when we can do this in really safe and well held spaces and start to just practice to have the capacity for being with the unknown and discovering that we've got more capacity than we expected that, we've, that yeah. we have. Yeah. Like this is something that definitely feeds into your day, you know, over and over and over again until you get to a point where you can kind of go, like I was talking to Ailish about this, saying like, you know, what's been going on in the last 18 months without getting into a full conversation, yes. unless you really want to. <laughs> 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 but like... I've like been in full acceptance of my like to project forwards and especially having children, to project forwards. Oh, there is, I will be the first to admit, there's tons of fear. Mm. There it is. Lots of fear. I have absolutely no idea, you know, Yeah, moving forward, what's happening. I don't know why what's happening is happening. I haven't attached to any ideas around that. Yeah. In this acknowledgement of this fear and when I'm with that, So I acknowledge it, it is real. Mm -hmm. I experience it. To be, I'm not in the future though. So when I hang out there, there is definitely anxiety and overwhelm. Yeah. And so then I go, Well, I can't live in that space. Mm. And that's going to remain uncertain. So I'm going to acknowledge back to that. Yeah. Character. There's fear of the future and uncertainty. You're acknowledged, but I also still have to be with – so it's the end.
1: Yeah, you're not attaching yourself. But yeah.
0: I also have to be with what's now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so there's this capacity to acknowledge your fear and uncertainty and to come back with what is real in front of you as well. Mm. And that might be the real thing in front of you. So yeah. The more we can acknowledge it, whereas rather than grip on ideas of certainty. Yeah. This is definitely happening because of this. I definitely know
3: this is going on. This is definitely what we need. It's like – Maybe. (laughs) And I guess it takes away those questions of like, oh, what if I do this or what if I don't do this? It's like it makes those decisions in that present moment so like murky because you're like, I don't know what the outcome is in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like because we were talking about how people obviously like in this day and age it's like that thing of like the panic buying and stuff. It's like I don't know what's going to happen so – in order for me to deal with that, I'm just going to try and have as much control over the stuff I have. Try and preempt what's going to go on. Rather having like,
1: more of like a stoic approach, where it's like I'm going like, to deal with what I have control over, and yeah. not what's out of my control. Like being prepared.
3: Yeah, preparing. It's so such a strange thing, and it's like really sad, but it's like preparing yourself for something that you don't know. How do you do that?
0: Well, it's this, so confusing, which is why there's confusing behavior everywhere. Mm. Right, By yeah. Whereas I can de- – I definitely know what I need to choose for myself now. Yeah, yeah. That I definitely know. Yeah. You know, especially when you start to develop, you know, greater trust in self and, you know um, – uh, clearer relationship with your own intuition and your inner voices i did want to share with inner voices just, yeah i don't know if you put show notes or you can just add this but there's someone called pixie light horse i can
1: write this light down horse.
0: yeah pixie light horse and on her website she's got some journaling and writing prompts
3: oh cool so
0: just around and one of them is called like design your inner council or something like that mm-hmm. it says inner council on it and so that's what, so for anyone who is listening, who's like, why do they keep talking about all these voices in your head as if that's a normal thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. She, she. Yeah. She's like one person that just has like a little resource that might start to unpack. Yeah, that which is, yeah, which is really good. Yeah. Everyone,
3: listening like, these people are fucking crazy. <laughs>
0: are they totally yeah. like validating each other with for the voices in head? <laughs>
3: what do you oh. mean you only have one? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, and I guess it's like touching on what Zane said in the last podcast. It's like you didn't put it there. Like we've all got these voices or this internal dialogue that's going on all the time, and it's like it's so okay. Like. You're not crazy, we've all got it. And it's also like, yeah, it's, it's, it exists there. And I guess coming through this acceptance and going on this journey of accepting those things, it's less taboo. It's oh. less like, you're not me. And I'm not, you know, it's like this thing of, oh, you're just, we coexist together. Yeah. yeah. And there's a way we can live in a more harmonious relationship.
0: Oh. Mm. I, I can't tell you, like, the greatest relief I see on my clients' faces constantly is in acceptance. Mm. So I had a client recently, he's like, oh, I've got like, I feel like I've got like a foot in my like new world when I'm moving towards and like such a foot in my old world mm. and like it's such, and like, you do. Yeah. You, know, you do. <laughs> you actually do. Yeah. There's like all of the old you is here and you feel her and, mm. you know, like there's pulls to things that you used to do and there's also like so much that's new and you're in both, and can you hold that? Yeah. You know, instead of like hurrying to get to this new version of you as if you're gonna like finally arrive at this destination, and old you will be like dead. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> old ways of, old choices might be dead, mm. old ways of being. Mm. You may not, cho- you know, you may not do those things anymore, but like at the moment, like you're in this, like, and we always are in this transition, and can you hold that? And she just was like, oh. Yeah. Really. <laughs> it's a sigh of relief. Yeah. Because there is just this push to become something. Something. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right.
3: Arrive. To arrive. To arrive.
0: Mm. Yeah. And so I've been sharing a lot, and like it's a really feels important thing to share. Like in breathwork sessions, like I liken it, I love metaphor. You've both done yeah. sessions with
3: me. I use it a lot. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so easy to understand. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> so
0: helpful. Yeah. And so I was like, you know those days where you feel like called cool to walk into. The forest, or into nature, you're just like that's it. I got a man. I got to get out of
1: society, and the in- four yeah.
0: walls, and mm. head to nature. So I said, like that call to go inwards can feel similar yeah. for some people. Some people hear it louder. This mm. lifetime, it's not like a chosen thing. Like the call happens to all of us. I just know that for some of us, it's yelling. Yeah. Um, so there's this call to kind of dive in, and so sometimes when we go choose to go into the forest, like. We're going with like a peak experience in mind. We're like, I'm going to climb that mountain until I get to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to walk through that forest because I want to get to that big waterfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But other times you're just like going, no, I just got to go to the forest. No intention it just, behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's no destination. There's no peak experience. I'm just going to put one step in front of the other, and just like be present, present with yeah. wherever I'm going. Yeah. So I've been really sharing that breathwork that conscious connected breath work sessions are like that. Mm. Yeah, so like to – and that's to start to break away back to what you were saying about like when we try and tell people our experiences with breath work, we feel like it needs to be big. Yeah. this is like – societal yeah like peak experiences breakthrough experiences oh my god it was this big mine was bigger Mm. you know um this can start to decondition that yeah and come back to can we just be okay with raw experience and with Mm. what is and can we have a whole hour of practicing that Mm. Mm. you know without attachment to the results yeah and again like i'm really thankful that i found for me Breath work after 20 years of yoga. Yeah. Um, because I have this deep map of yogic philosophy that is informing the way I see breath work. Yeah. yeah. Which has got a lot to do with, like, you know, non attachment to results, but still turning up for the practice every day. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: which is like deep at the heart, you know, that's yeah. at the
3: heart of yoga. Yeah. yeah. Super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So what actually sparked breathwork? Cause obviously you, you were doing the yoga teaching for so long, you know, it's 20 years. That's like, that's a long time. And then what kind of introduced you to breath work? Cause obviously mm. there's that we're breath off. flow. Oh yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> 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 Didn't he introduce everyone to breath work? I feel, yeah.
1: I <laughs> feel the like he was, uh, there was a the forefront of it all. Hey.
0: But yeah, like pranayama was just like something in my life from the time I was like, tw- I think 22. Yeah. And, um, 21, 22, something like that. And then, and then maybe six years ago, old boyfriend was like, "Got to watch this guy called the Ice Man." Yeah, you know. And so we watched the doco, and I was just like, "Cool, I'm going to do his breath work now." Yeah. And you know, I could I could see the relationship between pranayam practice and Wim Hof. It yeah. was just like a different voice and a different energy and mm-hmm. a, a different capture of it. Um, that I and so I enjoyed that for a long time, and yeah. then. And then I was working in Coulomb and this guy came into the cafe where I was working and my boss, the owner of the cafe, looked at him and went, you look really interesting and I haven't seen you and what do you do? And he goes, oh, I do something pretty special. And he said, you know, it's a way to kind of like, you know, uncover the truth of yourself and something I can't remember. Yeah, Yeah. And so she's like, cool, I want to do it. Do you want to? If I get together ten people, can we do it at my house tonight? And so he was like, "Sure." So he's a rebirther from Sydney. Oh wow! (laughs) And so ten of us friends got together, um, incredible, and did this session. And it was very like um, not everyone who does rebirthing, but there is like um, an aspect of rebirthing where it's very linear in terms of what you're working on. Mm -hmm. So in this one, it's like your first rebirthing is the birth trauma. Yeah. That's the first thing. That's the beginning. So you go to your in utero and birth experience. Wow. That's the beginning of your trauma, this lifetime. This is where we start. This is where the information about who you think you are and who you think you're not started. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and it really taught me the power of intention because every single person had an experience of in utero and their birth.
3: Wow. That's so cool. 10 out of 10.
0: Wow. So, like, I mean, I already knew my birth story and my mum's never had anything but positive things to say about it. But mm-hmm. there were some pretty incredible revelations actually as well. Yeah. For me, like I've had digestive issues my whole entire life. Yeah. And my first experience, I'm just breathing and I'm just like, especially like because it's like this circular connected breath that's sustained – And, um, you know, so much of my yogic practice has been about slowing down the breath Mm. and breath holds. I was like five minutes in. I'm like, I am never going to be able to do this. (laughs) This is wrong. (laughs) This is not good. And then, you know, surrender, surrender, surrender. Just one breath at a time. And then I had this gripping stomach ache. Wow. Suddenly, just out of nowhere, just like my whole insides were just gripping. And there was this deep knowing. You know, those knowings that you don't know how you know but you know. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I'm just here this lifetime with, like, gut stuff to resolve.
3: Yeah. Like, I just
0: knew it was, like, call it karmic, call it genetic, mm. ancestral, my blueprint, whatever you want to call it. And mm. I knew it was just part of what I'm unpacking this lifetime.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, To say that right now it's the best it's ever been in my whole life. Yeah. By a long shot. So that's incredible. Yeah, wow. But so I knew that and then I had an experience of being born and I saw my parents were like monkey biscuits. So they were these biscuits <laughs> from when I was a kid, huge biscuits with like jam eyes and a thing. <laughs> and my parents were like monkey biscuits floating through like my vision, looking really excited to meet me. Wow. And, so I, and then I entered this bliss state that mm. I had had glimpses of through my yogic practice and meditation and stuff, Mm -hmm. but not like this. This was, like, sustained and in every cell and it just went forever and I was just like, what? And then I just sat up and I was just like, oh, I feel like I just, like, had this experience that yoga has been pointing towards me in a, you know, more sustained way. Mm. Yeah.
3: That's and so powerful. Yeah, so yeah, that was my
0: it? yeah that was my first experience, and I was like, there were some people in the group who were like, "That's it, I'm becoming a breathwork facilitator <laughs> tomorrow," but I didn't feel like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. at all. Like I was just like, cool. And then I went again, and then I went again, and again, and again, and again, and then did it with a few other people, did some other styles, did some holotropic breathwork, and then it just kind of evolved from there i've had a few different mentors mm-hmm. um and there have been some missing pieces for me as i've learned from different mentors i'm like why isn't anybody talking about like the nervous system mm-hmm. why is not nobody talking about nervous system and trauma and how we process information mm-hmm. like wow why and so i started to go down that rabbit hole for the yeah. last couple of years um, which has been huge. And yeah. that really has shaped the way I share breath work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you would know I only do very small groups if I do groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's ni- it.
3: Yeah. You've got your own niche.
0: Yeah. Very yeah. much so. Mm-hmm. And I much prefer working one on one. Yeah. There, a lot comes through one on
1: one. Yeah.
0: Because that yeah. acceptance comes through the first half hour, 45 minute conversation. Plus, I weave in that other stuff like the talking to guides. And,
1: I love it. I've I still I've still, got, yeah, you I've don't still have got to
3: shy away. Yeah, you don't need to shy away. <laughs> I,
1: I still have my like the notes you've, that my guides came to me when I did my like conscious breathing with you. I've still got one on my mirror at, at home in my room. I've got one in the gym in the garage that I read quite often.
2: Yeah.
0: And so,
1: you know, I get a lot of resolve from it too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's been a really <laughs> that has been a really hard thing
3: for me. Mm, yeah. It's rocky waters when you're trying to it's, yeah. When, when you, like, come swim with me. It's rocky oh. waters. People are like, well, I don't know about this. I'm off the boat now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, that kind of part of me opening up, like, the, the guidance mm. and messages and stuff has probably triggered my conditioning. Mm. Yeah. fear more than any part of spirituality, wellness, experience, anything has ever. Wow. Yeah.
3: Do you think, is it from, because it's really true trust that's, like. No one else in the entire world, even other people that channel can like validate that for you. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, even you just like
0: choking over here. <laughs> Where are my words going? Yeah. Mm. So I can like even feel as you're saying it, like there is a nervous system retraction in my there. body. Yeah. yeah. Just going yeah. like, just like sucking my voice because into a tight diaphragm. Because
1: yeah. you, like, you didn't know me from a bar of soap when I first came to you. And both guides that came to you when I was doing my session with you, the words <laughs> the words rang so true to what I was going through that I was a bit thrown off by it, having come to you saying, you know, i come from a Christian background, blah, 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 and then you hit me with this, oh, you had an Arcturian guide, and this is what they said, and I was like, holy fuck, who's been watching me my whole life? Like, it was quite mm-hmm. confronting, but at the same time, when I hit that level of acceptance with it, I was like, whoa, this is beautiful. And then the more that I learned, the more I looked into it, the more I was able to see what parts of my life were shifting, changing and expanding, which is cool.
0: Yeah, look, you know, I talked about the things that get thrown behind the swinging door. Mm. This is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a really collectively. Mm. Like so not in my particular life experience. No one in my life told me you shouldn't believe in, you know, mm. spirits or guides, or whatever. But collectively, that's so weighty in our culture. Yeah. It's like, can you validate it? Can you prove it? Where is the evidence? Mm. You know, experience isn't enough. Of course, in many cultures, this is just like having a conversation with the ancestors, having a conversation with the elements, yeah. receiving support and guidance in that way. It's, it's like just story time. It's mm. just the norm. Mm. But in you know, in the, the I'll say the kind of collective white culture, this has just been so suppressed and repressed. made
1: taboo now, hey. And it's
0: so taboo that I have felt the collective systems of oppression internally inside of me Mm. not wanting that shit to come out in me and I felt that so strongly and it's just been like one of the biggest things to like really work with in the last couple of years. And what I keep coming back to is are people finding value in the words? yeah that i'm sharing with them yeah and that that's what keeps drawing me back into it then i step away from it and then one of my like um supporting team somebody who i go to for sessions she's just like are you shutting down your intuitive gifts yeah like, just out of nowhere yeah. she intuitively knows <laughs> yeah picked, i'm like yes and i like like you know like how um hilarious like the mind is i'm like yeah i'm trying to like strip breath work back to just like breath work so i can like (laughs) really let people have the essence of that experience without my interruption and she's like whatever (laughs) yeah and i hear myself saying it going oh my god i'm just terrified of the judgment of being burnt at the stake Mm. like prove it of all of that it's so intense hey yeah and so i just keep going Do people find value from the words? And I'm consistently having people go, wow, that little message that you said was from like a star being or mugwort or like your totem spirit bear animal, you know, like bear or whatever. Like they come through all various forms.
2: That's
0: right. They just reflect backwards, like back that those words rung true for them. So I'm just like – are they coming from my own intuition? Are they actually coming from guidance? Are they coming from you? I, I, I try not to like, label. question too not much to about question it. Question too yeah. much. However, they do want to be known as a character. Like I do yeah. recognize that. Like mm. it's not enough to just go. There's a message. Like the message always goes. No, wait a second. There's more information. I'm like, oh really. Okay. <laughs> okay. But
1: but today I love... it's
0: Rose talking and I'm like, all right, I'll have a conversation with Rose. But
1: I love it when you when you deliver it as well after the session, you are like, look, this may or may not, you know, resonate, you know, just, you know, take it with a grain of salt, open mind. But every single word that you've said to me so far in both my guide reflections or notes have just been like exactly what I need to hear at that point in time. And since then my life has played out very much so along the lines of what these guides have come and said, what is going to happen, which has been really interesting. And it's been so awesome to it's actually powerful, like learn about.
3: It's a powerful – it's so, it's so <laughs> comedic for me because in a society like you're saying, it's like that it, – there's so much collective um, – oppression to do with that. And like we're saying about the swinging door in your own mind, it's like imagine society has a big swinging door and it's like people like that is like, whoop on the other side, you go, it's yeah. like, you just get oh. thrown, but it's, it's comedic because, you know, there's things like, um, you know, people buy little tarot decks for themselves and it's like, Oh, I just do this cause it makes me feel good. Yeah. And yeah. Like, and like things like reading horoscopes, it's like all these kind of sub, um, retracted parts of really what that big, Intuitive gift is that we all, in some way or another, have access to. It's like we just want the bits that we can explain. But then, in the same sense, those people that kind of search for reconnection to themselves or search for healing or whatever it is they're searching for, when they find those people like yourself with that gift, unknowingly, consciously, unaware that that's what they're like almost moving into it's the most powerful thing because it's like that trust, you know, if it resonates with you, it's that trust. And I think almost you're more likely to believe it coming from someone else rather than if that message came to you. I'm you know, way better
0: like, at channeling for other people than myself. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> because and I've yes. had a similar experience. Oh, It's so funny. We like went to see Megan at the Knowing Effect the other day and I was talking about channeling with – because we were, like, all talking about, like, different trauma things that had gone on with us, and it's, like, in my dreams – like, I remember being so intuitive as a kid and everyone was like, you're weird, and, like, I remember, like, having dreams about things and then they'd happen. People were like, you're so weird, like, that's not true, and, like, you know, kids lie, and I remember, like, people were saying, like, oh, you're such a liar, like, why would you make that up? I'm like, what ground do I have to stand on to make this up? Like, I'm five, What do you want me, <laughs> what do you want me to do? But it's that thing of, like, yeah. a lot of people – in the same sort of um, stream as this intuitive um, gifting of messaging, you'll get things that happen in your dreams. You go, oh, I wonder what that meant. And then it preempts you to something, but you're more likely to remember it from a dream because you can, if, if you tell someone and they say, oh, that's weird, you say, oh, yeah, but it was just a dream. So it's just a coincidence that it ended up being that way. It's like we always have to have this back foot to step on just in case someone says like a def- like you're a shield weird. to defend yeah to defend yeah, the and rebuttal that's
0: that, that belonging you mm. know like you know we want
1: survival a, mechanism to yeah, fit in again yeah, it's yeah.
0: that it, and it's a really and we can see that part of ourselves too but what i can see is that the more people open these doorways to the unconscious and um, and are reclaiming not just their own but they've thrown there in their own life experience, but they're collecting things from the collective unconscious back as well. Mm. Um, you know, collecting back archetypes, collecting back mm. gifts and skills, com- um, collecting back um, communication opportunities, <laughs> Yeah, you know, on deeper levels. Yeah. yeah. Um, the more people open the door, the more that doorway is open. Yeah. You know, the more that yeah. doorway is open for others mm-hmm. and there's less questioning – You know, like, my my 12-year-old daughter is just, like, super intuitive, but she she doesn't second-guess it. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. You know, because, like, I didn't tell her that doorway was closed. None of my friends have, you know. She was able to come forth with her, yeah, her wacky five-year-old experience. Like, man, that one with imaginary, like, imaginary friends. Yeah. Like she, like, she taught me so much about that as a little one because her relationship with them was deep. Wow. It was really, really deep. And, um, like, things like I would throw a bag on a chair and she would scream, like at three, she would scream. <laughs> scream yeah. Um, and... You know, lose her shit. I'm like, what's going on? And she was like, you know, so and so was sitting there. Yeah, just throw a bag on them as if they're (laughs) not even there. (laughs) So rude, mum. And like the like, she's three, and they're like, no, that just the the realness of what she's saying, and it was interesting. And then you know, her brother, my son, is eight years older than that, so. She's like three. He's like eleven. And like God, he was. I love you, Noah. He was such an asshole at eleven. Yeah, aren't like, all of us boys at eleven? though? <laughs> oh, wow. And he was just like really going through this individuation process. Yeah. yeah. And so like anything that just reeked of him of alternative or hippie or whatever was just like disgusting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's just
0: like I'm bringing friends home from school. Make sure you're not doing a headstand or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> I like to have an Uncle Toby's muesli bar and a ham sandwich for lunch. Yeah, not this quinoa salad crap. You
3: know, like, Mum, I want to be normal. By the way, by the way,
0: (laughs) such a quinoa eating crunchy hippie himself at twenty years old. Yeah, not quite, but yeah, (laughs) getting there. Yeah. Um. So, but he would look at her and go, "Do you really think that? Do you really think you should should be encouraging this? Like with her imaginary friends? Yeah. So I could see that." That was fascinating for me as well to see that. I'm like, oh, like that's his collective conditioning because I never told him that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But he's saying that. Mm. So where is Where's where that is that from? coming from? Mm. Yeah, like, nobody has ever said that to him in, in the house. Yeah, in yeah. his intimate circles, no one in the family. Like that's never been a discussion. So that's that collective conditioning yeah. that we're working with all of the time as well. Wow, that's so powerful. Mind you, when he was three, he would um, uh, trans, translate dogs' barks at the park for me constantly. Oh, he would just be next to me and he'd just crack up laughing. He'd just like, and I'd be like, what's funny? And he's like, did you hear that dog over there? That dog's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and like tell me this oh, thing the dog so nice. said.
1: That's amazing.
3: Yeah. It's so amazing. Kids are so pure, far out. Like kids are so pure and it's like such a – like I don't have kids. I can't wait to have kids but it's like I don't have kids at the moment but I love kids because it's just like as I've grown older and really come back to myself and that sort of I guess fun spirit essence of like imagination, creativity and like not having things put in a box, it's like I appreciate them so more and it's like I remember even with my nephew, he would have been like two, my the oldest nephew, and I like <laughs> – because I was the same thing. My family was like, you're a hippie. And you carry crystals around and all this weird stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's not all I do. But then it's like I <laughs> would bring crystals with me just as I just loved having them. And I remember like being in a room with my nephew and I was like, Franklin, look at these crystals. And He's like, wow. Like, and I'm like, oh, you can hold them if you want. So like give him the crystals. And he was like, wow, like screaming, like holding them up, just like loved them. And when I lived with them, like, he was always coming into the room. He's like, oh, my God, where are the crystals? And, like, he just – and now he's got his own little secret, like, collection, collection of them. <laughs> and it's, like – but it's it's funny how, like, sometimes – it's just – it's funny to see the transition into adulthood, which is, so, you know, normal for a lot of people where it's, like, you, you're so fascinated by those things as a young child when you're almost curious. free and you're allowed yeah. to be curious because you're learning, you know. And then suddenly there's this point in adulthood where it's, like, okay – that's kids' play. You're not allowed to, to grow up. do that anymore because it's weird or yeah. it's not accepted or all of this stuff. And, you know, I've shown crystals to people. I'm like, whoa, look how pretty this is. And, like, oh, sick rock. You know, like it's just – it's like that childlike essence of f- having fun and make-believe – well, not even make-believe, but just imagining and having these really true feelings is so shunned. And it's like, oh, this is why everyone's so sad because nobody's having any more fun. You know, it's like you have to shut that off because it's not normal. And it's really cool to see now we're really transitioning out of that. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like you're saying some, that door's really kind of ed- being edged open.
0: Like, Oh, there's been some very strange ideas about what like adulthood is, oh, yeah. mm. what maturation is. Yeah. Um, you know, Bill Plotkin speaks as like he's done awesome work and amazing podcasts. And he speaks; he wrote like a book called Soulcraft and other stuff. Um, yeah, he does interesting work. Cool. Go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> Write awesome. another note. Yeah. Um, so, um, but he talks a lot about like adulthood and like you know his concepts of adulthood and maturation. Mm. But I've I I felt like when I was a kid, like I saw that, like I kind of like looked at what the I guess the common trajectory was into adulthood. And I remember like being a, like even a teenager and going, that's weird, like is yeah. the 80s and just like yeah. going, I'm not quite sure that common trajectory is for me. Like yeah. there's this like, you know, you kind of, you know, you grow up and you do this like serious job and you do it every day. Mm. You do the same thing every day and like we were talking about that before, there's been a lot of deconditioning for me mm. um, to be okay with what I always knew was my nature, mm. which is like a very evolving multi-passionate start something drop it start something new like like really being with what's real for me in the moment yeah i didn't know i was allowed to do that but Mm. i also knew that it was the only thing that i could do so there was an internal struggle for a long time yeah to kind of go is there something wrong maybe was i missing some like this is how you do it human gene because there's been a real struggle only to kind of like, well, you know, we won't go down the human design rabbit hole, but to learn my design was just like, that
1: just took my next question out of it. I was like, oh. how does this relate to your human design? Oh,
0: well, there <laughs> is, okay. like, it is just, it's so, which is amazing. Cause just like, I've done like a lot of people like find their human design and then do a lot of work, you know, that's kind of like the inspiration or the instigation mm. to do a lot of deconditioning de- work. Yeah. But I've done yeah. like, you know, lot of things before I found human design, like years and years and years of kind of like, you know, yeah, this kind of work. So when I got to my human design, it was actually just affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: confirming. Yeah, just
0: confirmed. It's just like, oh, wow, that makes so much sense that that was (laughs) hard for me. That makes so much sense that these are the choices that I've made. Yeah. Um, Which is like, I do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spoken like a tree. Manifesto. Manifesto, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like same
1: thing. When you read when you read to me, you're like, you're a manifesting generator. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then when you started reading it out, I was like, whoa, this is explaining so much about how I've acted and how I perceive things and how I've gone about certain aspects of my life. And it's just like, yeah, it blew Again, my it's mind. That trust,
3: it's that trusting thing. Like with the, it's so funny, like with the channeling yeah it's like you're more likely to trust the message coming from outside than you are from in, and it's like for you and for you when you sit, when you read these things about your human design, it's so amazing to be, have access to that, but again also that just affirmation like oh, I already knew that.
1: should have heard Ailish last night, Alicia was sitting with her and showed her something to do with the design, and Ailish just like screamed she's like. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you kidding? And I'm like sitting right next to her, like covering my ears, like, <laughs> oh, up, what's going on here? And she's like, so- you have no idea how much like, this just makes so much sense. Yeah, it's it was like-, like
3: that side thing again. It was like talking, because talking to Alicia about the, like, coming back into the gift. And yeah, oh, it was so funny. And like, yeah, it's like the same thing. Like, I find it all the time. Like, even when I met Song on Friday, or like when I came to you, and it's like this, this um, process of feeling believing and then it, being able to accept mm. through an outside source. It's like you attract all these people in and, and we have all these relationships with people that just help us affirm things that we need or don't need. You know, it's like – and because it's that extra step. You know, if you just had to rely on yourself forever and ever and ever – if you could do that wholeheartedly, beautiful. But it's like we have all these other different outside experiences so we can oh, really just come into that. We're relational creatures. Mm. Yeah. We know
0: ourselves through our relationship to other. Yeah, exactly. Like in isolation. Like I don't even know who I am, like completely in isolation. That's not going to happen in this lifetime. Yeah. Mm. You know, I know myself in relationship to my children and what they trigger in me, you know, I've got mm-hmm. a deeply emotionally expressive daughter. Whew. Yeah. She taught me a lot from the moment she was born, you know, about where yes. I suppress myself or, like, you know, what I, what I don't open up to. And, like, I just have become this, like, consistently crying person for the last 12 years. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I just cry all the time. <laughs> and, like, she really helped to unlock that through, like, yeah. our relational experience of, like – you know um, Jung writes lots about it it's like you know we're going like our projections are in the world everywhere you mm. know of like our shadows the harder stuff but also of our inner gold mm. you know like what we appreciate in another or what triggers in another is showing us to these like incredible parts of ourselves that are just longing to be reclaimed and realized yeah so we definitely know ourselves in relationship to other and mm. so you know validation and affirmation have become dirty words in the Um, wellness world unfortunately and it's such bullshit because again to deny to shove those in the shadows oh I don't need validation from anyone else it's like Sorry, bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Call it out. Actually, bullshit. Like, sorry. Like, you need to reclaim that part of yourself because otherwise you're going to be looking for it in shadow ways. Mm. Yeah. In unconscious ways and going, oh, no, I don't need validation. Yet everything that you're doing is for validation.
1: Screaming out for validation, yeah. Yeah.
0: I can see in myself when I want validation and I've just got like a really, really like – forthright way of dealing with it i'll just go up to my partner and go can you just tell me how good my manual is yeah yeah. can you tell me that it's okay and i did a good enough job right now Mm. because i just actually it would feel really good to hear that from the outside yeah and like make it conscious and like i'm not basing my value off that yeah it's just something i'm recognizing as like a little need for like external validation and can we just bring this all to the
3: surface so we can stop being weirdos it's helps (laughs) it helps like to grow as well like it's so it's like watering so same thing with like the knowing effect we went to on sunday it's like we're talking about different and or different entities or energies whatever you want to call it like attached to emotions we're saying like praise like you're saying it's like you know these outside affirmations or validations it's like oh you don't need that and if you're constantly asking for it it's like there's something wrong and it's like imagine you're a plant and it's like praise from others and from yourself but yeah from others it's like watering that plant And it's like you're growing and it's so – I've really – this is just like I love talking about this sort of stuff because it's really been resonating through my life where people find it so hard to say thank you for praise. Like, oh, you look amazing. It's like, oh, you do too. Like you throw it back. It's the receiving, right? If you just say thank you, it's like, oh. (laughs) But it also helps you really discern between – And look, like this, it'll, it happens all the time. You know, there's false judgment, there's praise, there's all of these things that people do for whatever reason. But if you, I've really tested it where someone compliments me and I say, and like, look, some days it's hard. I'm like, Oh, super shy. But sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, thank you. Like, I do look nice, or they say, Oh, the podcast you did was so good. And I'm like, Oh, thanks. Yeah, like we I was still, really you like, and I both oh, get
1: I like stepped back when people yeah. say that. We're like,
3: Oh, thanks. But you can <laughs> tell true intention as well. Like, it's a really good way to be able to trust or learn, I guess, what different energy is coming at you. Because if someone says, Oh, if I just use that as an example again, like, Hey, you look really good. And you say, Thanks. And they're like, Oh, like, like almost a pause, like
1: that oh, for you oh, to give it back. You're supposed to say something yeah. back to me,
3: and it's like, mm, no, not because they don't look good, but because they've praised you. You're accepting that for yourself because you're allowed to, because you're allowed to have that praise in your life. Mm-hmm. But also, it teaches them to. It's like, oh, because you notice, oh, you actually just said that to me, just to so that I comp- could, yeah, take that energy that you've you've given to me in the form of praise and send it back to you, which is not a bad thing. But it's like it teaches people don't praise if you're not praising, you know. That validation of like that really pure energy intention Mm -hmm. of this is what I'm saying and the feelings that are meant to go with what I'm saying are going with what I'm saying.
0: Absolutely. And so Mm. if that person was unconscious to that behavior inside of themselves, completely unconscious Mm. and so, you know, this is the way that their need yeah, plays, pl- plays out. Yeah, and that's just the way they're doing it. And consciousness mm. hasn't been brought to it. Then that's the way you're going to feel that. Yeah, maybe they'll feel that. Maybe if it's a really good friend, you can and they do it enough, you can reflect it back to them. Hey, and that's like, because it's happened that to me can be before. Really you're know, not been... not to say that's your job to reflect yeah. it back to them, but like, let's say they were super conscious of it. Yeah, like, let's say they were conscious of that behavior in themselves, and they'd come to accept that that's one of the things that they do. Then they can like be playful and make art and like just be really ridiculous with it, where they can go, you look really good, and then you say thanks, and then they go. Now my turn. Yeah. 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 And so this own it. it. And then yeah. this is where yeah. you can own like mm. your shadow behaviours. This yeah. is where you can own your pleas for attention. Yeah, it's yeah. It's
3: like being playful. And because like
1: that then brings it back into the light, right? Yeah. Because you're not doing it. Yeah. You learn that makes something a lot of about sense.
3: yourself. Because yeah. I've done that. I've done that. I'm like, oh, my God. You look real good. <laughs> Love your shoes. And I'm wearing like a new, <laughs> for example, this. <with laughs> my little dungarees. It's well, like I'll be wearing, oh, I like your shoes. And then I'm like. Just like, you know, yeah, just and then playing it, with your pockets. But and it really woke me up to myself because I almost, like you're saying, unconsciously did it. And I was like, well, I didn't almost, I did. And I was like, oh, and then I said, and then I was like crossed my eyes really close. To her and I was like, oh, I was like, I'm actually sad she didn't say anything back to me. And I was like, and then I realised, I actually just complimented you because I wanted a compliment. And she was like, your dungarees look real good. And I know they're new because <laughs> I haven't seen them before. And I was like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> but it was this weird relationship of like, Teaching myself through another, and the, them teaching me, like, oh, this this interaction was weird. It was it was almost unpure, not in a bad way, but it's like it was that connection of energy to words. And I was like, oh my god, I didn't even realize that I did
0: this. And I mean, this is so human. This is what I meant by like we know ourselves through our relationships. This mm. is so human. And if we could all start to see ourselves and each other with acceptance of this, mm. can you imagine? How much more acceptance there would be. You can kind yeah. of go, wow, that behavior. and It doesn't mean we have to excuse asshole behavior. Like, you know, yeah. it's still about having boundaries and we can still choose, you know, like yeah. just because we might know where someone's coming from doesn't mean they get to like
1: get free reign be like that. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. no. But also like this this creates a lot more allowance and mm. understanding in our lives. If we can go, oh, that was just a bit of a plea for, you know validation or whatever Except it is. Acceptance, whatever it may be, yeah. whatever it is, like belonging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can see those things, and I mean, like I love NVC, like nonviolent communication, because Marshall Rosenberg, like through that work, really brings needs to the forefront. Mm. He's just like all of the weird shit that we're doing is all because we've got an unmet need. And like he yeah. works off a list of 80 needs, and I've got those needs written out next to our water Purify things? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're there, you know. We're drinking water and there are 80 needs, Mm. you know, um, that, and it's not like they're defined to a list of 80. That just happens to be one of the lists (laughs) that I've got. Yeah, yeah. You know, Um, and that is just such a powerful list because, you know, you're kind of like you're edgy and you can feel yourself like triggered or uncomfortable and you can go, wow, I've got like an unmet need for space right now, but I'm like projecting this to – on everyone around me and i'm not actually asking for it yeah instead i'm making like other people feel like they're in the way Mm. they're not in the way i need space so coming back to the unmet needs is so so powerful so that need for validation that need for space that need for connection that need for authority that need for independence that Mm. need you know and like um it's an incredible way to like uh, raise your children is understanding that that everything that they're doing that is like naughty, yeah, <laughs> that is hard, that is loud, that is uncomfortable is them using the tools they've got at their age to express an unmet need. Yeah, of mm. course,
3: wow, yeah. most definitely. It's funny. I watched a TED talk, uh, like a five minute TED talk video last night. It was of this girl, can't remember her name, but she, uh, she was, I think she was about seven, and she was talking about. Um, de- The use of devices And Children And it was a really quick video Just basically saying Like oh You know The most important years Of our life is You know Between one and five Or one and seven And it's like When we need this This like Receive and give Sort of relationship And Now obviously Everyone's on their phones Everyone's on their devices With their kids Like oh you go play over there And it's like Their kids are like mom Look at me mom Or like tugging at the legs And they're like And they'll just chuck an iPad In front of them Fuck off And like look like parenting, obviously, tiring everyone deals with it differently, but it's like that thing of like my child's not trying to get my attention to take me away from what I do. I'm doing my child is trying to get my attention because they, they want connection with me,
0: connection, love, safety, belonging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's those.
1: human, that's innate in every human. It's
3: innate, yeah, it, it's innate, you yeah. know, and, and that's like, why that yeah. raising of the children with those those really in it needs in mind it's like and being so present all the time but really predominantly in those first few years it really just it changes people's lives because they then don't have to constantly search for it as an adult you know because those really vital years as a child they've received it in a wholehearted way yes there's obviously those boundaries again it's like more often than not is more is probably the best way to say it. More often than not, do it more often than not, and it's like that sets them up for such an amazing life because they what they needed to grow and to develop in those pivotal years was given. Yeah, yeah. and look, and everyone says embrace the moment. Every every grandparent and parent I've heard is like embrace the moments because they grow up real quickly. And like, yeah, 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 and then suddenly you're your kid's 25 30 oh, moving and you're like tw- oh my god those 20 years old. when i thought they were annoying i wish i could go back you know it's like we miss them and it's also because we deprived that connection that they searched for in ourselves too it's like we wanted mm. we truly underneath all of that want that connection but as an adult it's almost like you only realized 20 years too late yeah so it's so important to be be in that presence
0: oh, to, to get down on the level of your children while they're expressing what is real for them moment to moment to actually be really present with that also means that you're going to be thrown into your own inner work mm. whereas could <laughs> and, imagine yeah and like you know I just wanted to you know like how much of that how much is that just our conditioning to kind of stay away from going into our own unconscious yeah. as well yeah, you know?
1: yeah like re, re, rehash some old shit of ours and like damn I was like that when I was a
0: kid too. Oh, you can just you know <laughs> you suddenly hear yourself say like oh uh, um someone said to me yesterday oh I keep hearing myself be my mother you know yeah and like and, yeah uh, you know and speaking openly about people you know in our lives but like my partner is not the father of my daughter and my son doesn't live with us anymore he's twenty lives in Melbourne mm. moved to Melbourne the for the big big wildlife and has spent eighteen months in. Oh, poor bugger. Lockdown, you know, in Melbourne. It's not exactly what he was picturing. No. He had, like, the dream move to Melbourne. <laughs> but, you know, luckily he's got incredible people around him. But, yeah, my daughter and my partner and I lived together for the last three years. He hasn't had children before. Mm. And, like, and we've got, like, full-time care of my daughter as well. She's with us all the time. And, wow, he had no idea <laughs> about his own conditioning. Mm. Yeah. Until... He had a child in front of him full time. Mm. And like that's just been he's just like, whoa, all the workshops that I've done, you know, over the years, like, you know, he's been dabbling in like, you know, um altered states of awareness and, you know, inner work for like years and years and years Mm. and years and studied kinesiology and breath work and all of this, but (laughs) stick a kid in front of you full time. Well gets flipped. (laughs) You will see your conditioning. Yeah. You know, his idea around discipline. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, He didn't know it was there until he had a child, you know, ideas about like um, autonomy of children and, you know, all this kind of stuff has come up a lot in the last few years, whereas I'd had 20 years practice. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know, like. awesome for him for you, to have you there, like to help, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, it doesn't feel like that all yeah, the time. Yeah, no, it's, it's,
0: it's definitely been an incredible, like, you know, fiery crucible of change yeah. Yeah. for all of us. Yeah, um, Me to be able to, like, really go, no, I'm not going to just use my old techniques of people-pleasing to, like, let him continue with that, like, way of being. Because mm. I could do that to make the peace with him, which is something that a lot of us women have been, again like that collective conditioning. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me to find my assertiveness and my fierce voice and to stick with it and deal with being called a nag, Yeah. Like, oh, no, that's just his way of dealing with it. I'm not actually a nag. Yeah. I'm persistent and assertive about something that I really value yeah. Yeah. so deeply. And so that's been like incredible growth for all three of us. Yeah. Like it's been really amazing. That's so awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Powerful.
2: Very.
1: Powerful. Now, oh, cool. I hate to say it, but I know Sophie got angry at us last time. <laughs> we've only got five minutes left.
0: <laughs> I knew. I looked at the tiles. I, like, I knew you were going to say it. something. Have, have you covered <laughs> enough about breath work?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we've touched on a fair yeah, bit. Yeah,
3: yeah. I know if the listeners
1: are getting sick of it yet because all we do is like reference breath work nearly every episode. Oh,
3: it's so good though. <laughs> but it's different types too. But I think um, if, you could, if you could, I guess, what would be some encouraging words to I guess tempt people to try breath work even. Okay.
0: Um I think like first of all I would say is like just choose your person and your community well. Mm. Yeah? Like breath work it depends on what you're doing. Like try any breath work. Try daily breath work. Like it's just it's such an incredible way to connect to yourself and yeah. start to realize that there is this Ability to dial into parts of ourselves that maybe we've been convinced we don't necessarily have um, the ability to have contact with. Mm. Um, so that would be the main thing. I'm just like you will. There is a world to discover inside of yourself through the breath. Yeah. It is a lever that can, like you know agitate and excite and down regulate and oh, discover yeah. new doorways like it really has a lot of potential and possibility in a very 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 safe space space yeah. but also it's very autonomous like the healer isn't isn't outside of you and like that's something that i value more than anything like i do not call myself um, healer or I mean I don't even know what to call myself but I just support <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm even that I'm not sure about yeah. <laughs> let's be honest um, so um, yeah like other people will support you but choose if you want to do deep breath work journeys this part I will say and I'm going to like be a bit opinionated here choose wisely yeah. Yeah. deep breath work journey is like the ones that really take you into the unconscious quite deeply Um is actually can be quite um, tender work, working with sometimes some of the hardest parts of our life. Yeah. And that needs to be done with incredible care and caution and slowly. So I would just say for those who are interested in deeper breath work, actually like do what you would do for anything, do research. Yeah. yeah. Who is this group? What is their background? What is the offering? What are they promising me? If they're going, oh, you'll release and heal your trauma in like two sessions, back away quickly.
1: That's a red flag straight away. That's a
0: red flag. Mm. Yeah, anyone who's making really huge claims... Giving you, the giving you the destination, giving you the destination, it's like that's a red flag for deep breathwork journeys. Mm. Every
1: journey is totally different.
0: It is, and yeah. like the human experience is just like a current unfolding. It's it's just a it's just a current unfolding, and it's non-linear. Mm. And there's times where we feel like we are just like leaning in in all the best directions, and times where we feel like we're going backwards, and times where we're plateauing. Yeah, and can we be okay with that? Mm. Um, you know, moment to moment. But, mm. like, yeah, don't be scared of breath work. People are. They're so scared. They yeah. are. And start small. Yeah. Start small. Just, like, do it's, a session of Wim Hof. If that didn't suit you, throw Wim Hof away. There's yeah. so many different, yeah. like, techniques and teachers.
3: Or just five I mean, minutes of being like, oh, I'm breathing. I get that sometimes. Like, I've done all this breath work and then sometimes I'm in the car and I'm like, in Oh. Out, and I'm like, oh my god! Actually, it's the first time today I've thought about the fact I'm breathing. Yeah, it's like such a vital, like you're saying, it's like that that subconscious or the thing you don't think about. It's like, oh, I am alive, so I'm breathing. Oh, it There's is such like, a power yeah. in recognizing that.
0: Like Dan Brillet, who's just like Mr. Breathwork of the world. He's just amazing. If you haven't like listened to him talk, <laughs> he's very passionate. He is just like. Just pay attention to more breaths and like, you know, add that sigh of relief a bit more. Just like, Mm. (sighs) Mm. and then actually take a pause and notice. It's like, oh, did I just like downregulate for a second? Did I just like come home for one second? Mm. That was one breath. Like (laughs) let it unfold from there.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was actually going to ask you a question um, because funnily enough, and we're going to go over time here. I'm happy with this. Um, (laughs) I've I've had heaps of, christian people that follow me hit me up about breath work and they've asked me like what the go is i've had a lot of people going you know i feel like i've got again trauma that they want to release and i said look every breath journey is different everyone's experience is different um i know for myself personally um you know in christian faith it's so indoctrinated that there's only one way to connect with god divine whatever it may be which is prayer to me i don't feel like that's the case since discovering breath work like breath work to me is just flung the door open to spirituality and it's blown my mind. Mm. So like, yeah, I guess, how would you explain it to people of faith? I won't generally just specify Christianity, but people of faith that are looking at like breath work
0: as being taboo. Oh, okay, awesome, awesome. And um, I had an incredible experience with this last year, so, which is great. Which is Which is I had a client, didn't know anything about her background. She was interested in breath work. She'd done yoga with me at a retreat. And um and I channeled a message and did some Reiki and other things amongst things in the session. And then she rang me two days later, very upset. Mm. She's just like, My particular Christian faith, this is just that channeling and those messages and energy work, you doing all that is just so not good. And I was just like, and I could feel that like, you know, being like hate being wrong. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Hate getting things wrong. And I yeah. could feel that activation in myself. And I just was like but she'd booked for three sessions, like she'd already paid for three. And I'm like, the breath is standalone. I do not have to do any channeling, no Reiki. I can just sit back. She goes, oh, I, I liked it when you played the drum. I'm like, yeah, I can play the drum. Yeah. And so it's like, cool. And, I, and it was beautiful for me to kind of like come back and strip it back mm. to something that is non-denominational, yeah. something the breath has no dogma. So that's mm. what I would say to people who have different faiths and different belief systems, that the breath is something that is common to us all. Yeah, right. might be the only thing. <laughs> yeah. It might yeah. be the only thing Connects that is sort. common to us all. My kidneys aren't even kidney-shaped. Yeah. I don't even have that in common with you. <laughs> yeah. There's some, like weird other shape, you know. <laughs> um, but the breath is common to us all. It has no dogma attached. Mm. I can explain breathwork to you purely scientifically. So this, like, you know, if you wanted me to. I can explain it to you purely spiritually if you want that lens. Yeah, of course. The thing is, is that you can apply any lens that you like to it because it's non-dogmatic. Yeah. Which means that you get to use it the way you want to use it. Now, I will say this just about that one person, is that she came back for her second one. And for her, she felt, felt more grounded in her body knowing of her spirituality and her faith than she ever had before in her whole mm. life. Well,
1: that's what I'm experiencing right now.
0: So that was yeah. for her. So it didn't take her on a different trajectory to her own faith. It deepened her into it, just like I said it did for me for yoga. My mm. first breathwork session made my relationship to yoga so much more known in the body. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that That's what I would say. It's it's non-dogmatic, the breath. It's just a basic human function <laughs> that we can do unconsciously. Cool. Lucky. Mm. And we can also do it consciously. And when we do it consciously, it is the lever to our own nervous system. And the nervous system is non-dogmatic as well. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, yeah, our that's aliveness. Beautiful.
1: It's so good. Because, yeah, it's something that I've been trying to explain to them too. But I, I said the very similar thing. It's like, you know, there's no... <laughs> everyone breathes like and i always say to them i ask them how do you feel after um for example they come down to the sunday stillness with us a few of these people that have messaged me and they're like i feel like i'm a better person you know i feel happy i feel connected i feel loved and i say, well what the fuck's wrong with that yeah. like, Where, where in any scripture or any faith does it say that love and connections bad like yeah. so Is that
3: not knowing and i guess it's like yeah it's so good to have people like yourself and like you josh where it's like you have the openness to share the knowledge because that's all people are looking for. It's like that safety thing. I'm scared that it's going to, you know, yeah. Like you say, take me on a different traje- trajectory or oh, I'm scared. I'll see something else. And it's going to make me question, you know, it's like that fear coming up. Like, Oh my yeah. God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Cause it's something they've never done. Mm. But then by reiterating you're doing it all the time it's
0: only going to make
3: <laughs> you question what you're only questioning
0: anyway so yeah, if yeah, not, yeah if you're yeah. not questioning your faith it's not going to question your faith it's That's not going right. to take you yeah. off that if that is something that you're in with full bodied knowing mm. and it's like you're not going to question that but if you're questioning like your um, choice of employment if you're questioning that and you cut <laughs> and you come into a breathwork session and that question is present and it's already there, and you can drop beneath your shoulds and shouldn'ts, Mm. get out of your conditioning for a moment and dive into what you truly value and what you truly desire for yourself, then, yeah, you might come out, like, and six months later go, I quit my job. Yeah. You know?
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I did. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just funny because, yeah, after the second time, you're like, big things are going to change for you this year. And I was like, oh, I feel it coming. And then, Mm. yeah, it has. Like, my whole life has Completely changed since that second session with you. Hence, why I want to book into my third one with you too. So, but yeah, it's awesome. just it's, the day. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but yeah, it's that's something I really want to ask you because I have been getting bombarded with people asking me that question. Yeah, it's a good question, and yeah. I just feel like it's it's something that I feel the collective needs to know as well because I do find it so healing since I've been on this journey. Is you know connecting with self and breath, regardless of whether it's for a spiritual thing, whether it's for you know my anxiety, my mental health. It's just it brings me back and it connects me with everyone else that I'm like participating in with. Like Sunday stillness is insane the amount of energy that gets mm-hmm. thrown between the collective. And it's like, yeah. it's something that's so easy. For, like we all have access to it. It doesn't cost you I anything to do.
3: In that question of you saying that people coming from faith, it's like that applies to everyone because yeah. it's like some people have faith in not having faith. You know, so it's like, it really just like, for that question is a really good one that you asked because yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter what background or where you're coming from or who you are. It's like, it's personal experience like you said You're it's not dogmatic yeah. yeah yeah and it's all based
0: on can i end the podcast on a really hard yeah. word that phenomenological data
1: oh that's a big word
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can't
1: even repeat that right now if i tried
0: so it's all just based on personal experience yeah mm. like the, the quality of a breathwork session is your experience with you i can't tell you nah it wasn't that deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah no, you didn't release anything from your left knee. <laughs> yeah. It's just like if you say you released a feeling of tension from your left knee, then you did. Yeah, yeah. Correct. And I, man, that is something that we all need. Like you are the authority. Mm. Like, yeah. You know, in this, you know, and if you believe in a higher authority, then that's right there with you. Mm. That is, that's what you're working with then. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's you and that. It's that through you, you through that. And yeah. so, yeah, it's beautiful that way.
1: Yeah. I feel like I could talk to you for so long, hey. Like, an hour and a half just is not enough time.
0: <laughs> but a to to Thank you so much for coming S- in. Such a pleasure. That was very enjoyable. And for, ev-
1: for everyone yeah. listening, where can they find you if they want to come and, and do a like con- conscious, connected breathing session or something along those lines with you?
0: I am... Like, you know, like a ghost. No.
3: <laughs> you cannot find me.
0: <laughs> I am a little bit on social media, but pretty relaxed with it. But I am Nick Ritual Movement. Ritual Movement is like my handle. So Nick Ritual Movement is Instagram. Yeah. That's what I use the most at the moment. Website will be up in the next week or so, and it will just be called Ritual Movement as well. It'll yeah. be easy to find. But, awesome. yeah, I'm definitely most successful. I don't advertise a lot. I don't make events very much I just post dates so yeah. word of mouth
1: with you and that's why I love it's so much mouth, it's like yeah. it's it's literally like if you know like I, I only know about the, you know, a lot of your stuff and your workshops you do because I follow you and I've, yeah. I've met you before and you know yeah it's a very you've got a very close knit community around you but yeah. yeah it's it is a beautiful space to be held in when it's I come safe. and do those sessions with you yeah big yeah. time
0: yeah. yeah I work in that small community I work in that intimate setting mm-hmm. you know I share that with the somebody Todd Jarrett yeah yep. Jarrett? yeah yeah, no, Todd. Uh, yeah and he's like come big thing and i'm like you know are you interested and i'm like i'm like there are people here to work on like with big groups and there's people here to work with really really small groups and one-on-one and intimate intimacy and i just kind of know my my own desire for that so, yeah, yeah i work i work in small niche so yeah i do one-on-ones i do groups once a month in a incredible yurt
1: yeah i need to come out to one so of I those just,
0: yeah i just released the next four dates Of oh, cool the, rest of the year yep yeah, so Sweet. they're on my instagram um, and I'll reshare them. And, um, also I'm running my first breathwork training, facilitator training. It starts in two weeks. Explain. So that's the big project that I was talking about. Ooh. So yeah. I've just spent the last, this year writing a 50,000 word That's manual. the manual. Whew. So I've got fourteen incredible people who have been doing this work for a long time with me, fulfilling all the prerequisites, ready to start the training in two weeks. Wow. So that's the first one. Awesome.
1: I need to get I need to get some training so, up. by the down of it because I just got excited when you said yeah, you're doing yeah, a facilitator course. Feeling. Yeah. So, yeah
0: addition, addition two will be next March and April. Yeah. 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 Perfect. So really excited, and I'm like I'm just enrolling in two new courses as well. So I've got study for the next few years, which will. Deepen me into the work. Awesome. Even
1: more. That's so incredible.
0: Yeah,
1: awesome. Well, it's so lovely to see you. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming on. That was such a beautiful conversation. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that.
0: Awesome. Yeah, me too. You guys got the good questions, the good <laughs> story. I just sit I back. Love
1: it. No. You're a manifestor, so you can flow. just sit back and let you initiate, and you just run with it. So it's unreal. <laughs> it makes our life easy. But yeah, that was awesome. It was so good. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, team. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.